Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Watching the Tudors. I'm Heather. And I'm Jonathan. And this is the show where we watch the Tudors and talk about the real history behind the drama. And it's getting dramatic. It is. It's getting <laughs> exciting. This is episode 10, Woolsey Dies. It's called The Death of Woolsey. And that kind of is the spoiler alert as to what happens. Yes. <laughs> spoiler <laughs> alert, the title gives it away. And um, so just a little bit of background on this podcast. I, uh, Heather, have the Renaissance English History Podcast, which I started in 2009, and I thought it would be fun to go back and watch the Tudors and talk about what was real, what was dramatic, what actually wasn't at all, and I thought it'd be fun to do it with my husband. Yeah, and I thought it'd be fun to learn about history by watching a television show, kind of easily digestible and entertaining, and I'm finding it very much that I'm, I'm enjoying learning <laughs> about things and becoming interested while, every week while, you're like this is getting more interesting yeah, yeah yeah and then i think about it the next time i watch the show so. yeah and and i heard something referenced the other day that had to do with like this time and and i actually understood what nice. they were talking about so go go, go you me. yeah and you can learn more about us at watchingthetutors.com. That's also the page on my other podcast site. So you can get all the links there. And if you like this show, please leave us a rating in iTunes. It really helps people find the show and push us ahead in the rankings. This episode, Woolsey Dies. It's I think it was the season finale and everything just goes to crap. Because yeah, it seemed, I mean, it kind of seemed like I was thinking it might be a season finale. Um, no. It seemed like it was all building and all changing and all setting up. Yeah. And so basically, Woolsey is arrested for treason. Cromwell's rising. They have a big party when he dies. Um, And Thomas More's starting to arrest heretics and burn people. And it's all... And 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 Henry have sex. And there's a crescendo of... uh, uh, like re- reformism in, yeah. in the air. And there's and some really good music. I have to say, I really like the soundtrack of nice. this show. Um, yeah. And so also I just said all that before saying the spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Um, this is our regular warning that we talk about the stuff that happens in the show. So if you don't want to know, don't listen. We're assuming that you've watched or are watching along with us. And also, and also we just talk about broader, um, sort of history as well like um for example the last question i'm going to ask uh heather today is going to be about what happens to people in the future so um yeah if if you want to be surprised maybe miss skip the last question i'll give you a warning (laughs) (laughs) okay so let's jump right in all right all right so what what on earth 
was going on at the beginning of this. Right. Like, so Henry was masturbating into yeah, a bucket really, that his friend was that his groom was holding. I never even saw a bucket. It just looked like him in a towel going to town on his buddy while he was thinking like, about Anne embroidering. Um, yeah. So can I just tell you, like, this is actually the scene that had me want to do this podcast because a friend of mine, Roy Field Brown, who's <laughs> another podcaster, he asked me. Would something like that have actually ever happened? And it was like the genesis of this podcast was that scene. And the answer is no. And I'll tell you why. It's not the privacy issue of doing it. I mean, like the groom of the stool did all kinds of stuff. So it's not like the groom of the stool knew everything about you. So that's that's that guy. He's the groom of the stool. Probably that's who that would have been. Yes, And he was the guy who was in charge of. All um, of Henry's bodily functions. All things stool. And we, yeah, and we talked about that before, how that was actually a really coveted position because you were so close to the Okay, game. I remember. Yeah, I was talking yeah. about washing feet and stuff. Exactly. Um, why this wouldn't have happened like this is because masturbation was a sin for men, and especially for a king, because you were wasting the seed. And so mm. if you were, you know... you. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure it happened. Like, obviously, but it wouldn't have been, but, wouldn't have gone down like that. Yeah, you wouldn't have done it in full public because you were committing, you know, a, a, what was considered a sin, and especially for the king, who's the head of the church, to be doing that. Like, if Henry masturbated, he did it in private. I'm sure the groom of the stool knew because he was at the bottom of the bed; he could tell. But it wasn't like in full daylight, in full view of everybody, like that. So, short answer: no. All right. All right. Next up. All right. What? Uh, I just, I thought that that was going a different way when you said that uh, he couldn't masturbate. I thought maybe that was another job of the, somebody else. Somebody else could okay. the groom. All right. The just, groom stop. just stop. Just stop. Um, what was, and then the king was talking to his, what, what do you call mm-hmm. that? I, I called it his panel. Like what, what, oh, what his, his privy council. So his privy council. So he's yes. speaking to all his guys, appointed people. What was he alluding? Do you know what he was alluding to when he said, you know, things have been going on without my knowledge here and without my permission, but things are going to change. Like, do you I, know what he was talking to? He was talking just to talking general? about how Woolsey did all this kind of stuff and he was finding out about all this stuff after the fact. And, you know, he okay. wanted... For so Henry, it, was, it was kind of like what they were talking about later. They're like, oh, well, he did this with France and this and that. Yeah. So, it, okay. Henry didn't actually run the government at all for like the first 20 yeah. years of his he reign. just kind of let that handle itself. But, yeah, exactly. So that's what he was referring to with that. Okay. Yeah. And so now, like, getting Woolsey out of the scene wasn't enough for, for Norfolk. Like, he, he wants to kill him now. Yeah. And I don't know in real life the, like, level of drama that they that that built was, around this. Yeah. But, yeah, he certainly would have had a reason for wanting Woolsey to actually to get him be officially out gone. of the scene. Yes. All right. Um, and then did Woolsey... Do we know that he actually contacted Anne or yes. he tried to contact Anne? Yes, he tried to contact Anne. And, and it went as it, it went. went she as it, she yeah. said, no, thanks. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people say this is where she took her revenge for Woolsey having um, kept her from marrying uh, early Percy, the other guy that she wanted to marry before she met Henry. And Woolsey had said, no, oh, remember we talked about that. Yeah. Um, so some people say this is where like she really enacted her revenge yeah. by turning him away. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's almost like she, he caused this whole thing to begin with. Yeah. Anyway, it's like if so. you would have just let me marry him, well, would have been done. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Huh. She would have been having sons by that point. Yep. And not waiting. And, uh, so now more like his, his job is what Woolsey used to do. I mean, not the religious, he isn't a cardinal, but. Woolsey used to be the 
chancellor, chancellor or whatever. Yeah, his and title. he was also the privy seal. I mean, there's like well, he was the, many things. Yeah, but, but more as far is as doing that, one of that. That's that what part that job title is. Yeah. Okay. And he and is what, taking it seriously. Yeah, and what like what was it? Was that like the religious? Like what? What is it? I mean, why is he going after the Lord like, Chancellor? Really it's the British officer of state who is the custodian of the Great Seal and the Cabinet Minister, the head of the judiciary and Speaker of the House of Lords. Um, so it's not that, necessarily leader of like all things religious or whatever. yeah. It's just kind of the prime, like maybe the Prime Minister kind yeah. of equivalent, yeah. like the head person. Okay. Yeah, and all, probably in charge of the money as well. And yeah, I think just. Um, Generally sort of and it also things. formerly in the middle ages, it was always a churchman mm-hmm. and it re- performed multiple functions, keeper of the great seal, chief of the Royal chaplain advisor in both spiritual and temporal matters. All right. Yeah. And I'm uh, on your computer. I'm seeing a picture of Thomas More. Yep. Looks kind of like the Thomas More they cast. Yeah. So if you ever wondered. <laughs> All right. And so more like getting in there, like, as you said, he, I mean, he's, he's really getting on the heretics like right yeah, away. Yeah, he is. It's kind of like, I am in he's charge. Like, I got my power now. People are burning. Yep. Yeah. And like he said, I mean, he said in this episode, he said, I'm not so vain as to show off, but I'm going to use it. Yeah. So burning people. Yep. Um, that, I don't know if you're going to ask me, but Bishop Fish, the one that was the main drama one that they showed there, or John Fish, the the okay. person, he wasn't actually burned. He died of the plague. Details. Yep. <laughs> when Crom, I, 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 it's more just a statement, I guess. Cromwell must not have liked hearing Moore's new stance in his Ooh. office about how he's going after these new... That's why he had to get on Henry's good side right away and be like, here, let me tell you my plan. Because mm, he wanted to, to protect himself against mm-hmm. that that movement. Yep. Like him and all his buddies, too. And then, yeah, juxtaposed to the king, like they went from that scene to the king reading his heretical, is that a word? Mm-hmm. Heretical books. Yes. Yeah, so it's it's interesting how more more's going one way and, and the, king the king is, is going, going another. And more just doesn't accept it because you know it's so and this is where like that great change like you said you know we haven't seen the show only picks up with Anne really but you know we did see in the beginning one of the first episodes him writing the defense that he wrote against yeah, Luther. Yeah. You know and Pete, he was such a devout and even we talked about this last time even until the end of his life he would remain a catholic in everything but name you know you would still be um, he still persecuted heretics and stuff like that. And so Moore wasn't particularly wrong in thinking that. He just underestimated how badly Henry wanted to be in charge of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. All right. And then it seemed, you just mentioned this as well, but it, it seemed like Henry really switched gears. Like, yeah. you know, once the ruling happened, it's like, Woolsey's out, like, things are changing yeah, I think he probably, you know, we're years into it at this point. And then him and Anne are just out there. And... Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, this was about the time that Catherine was sent away from court, too. I see. Yeah. And then who was that? What's his name? Chapuis. Chapuis. He was the Spanish ambassador guy? And he's the guy. He's why I want to go up to Simancas, because all of his letters are in the, in the state oh, archives. so like back from England and yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Huh. I want to go right. see them. Yeah, he was the the Spanish ambassador. He was actually the emperor's ambassador, but the, the emperor was um, based in Spain at that point. So, and can you explain to me like what he was saying? The king he was saying about um, I would have supported Luther 
you know, but, but for yeah. dot, 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 like, I, I don't, yeah. Can you just, well, he's that? just saying if Luther, and there were a lot of Catholics who felt this way at that point, um, in France, especially there were uh, several, um, prominent women who, but if, if Luther would have just said, look, the church is corrupt, mm-hmm. we got to do something about that, about these indulgences and blah, 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 blah. Like they mm-hmm. would have been able to support that. But um, because he went a step further and said, the church is corrupt. Also, it's not true. Also, the Pope is a devil. Also, you know, all the kind of opening it up for all of that kind of stuff. That's where you lose them. I see. And so what he's saying is, you know, I truly believe that the church is ridiculously corrupt and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, we need to have reforms about that. And I would have supported Luther if he would have just stopped. So what all I mean, I guess like this is where, you know, my lack of history. I mean, I knew. Luther, you know, kind of spat in the face of the Catholic Church. But, yeah. like, what... I mean, I guess, like, did he say, like, a lot of wild stuff like well, that? Well, yeah. Or, I, I mean, I'm, I, I don't... I have no idea. Yeah. Well, he said that um, didn't have... Let me just look this up. Let's look. The full text of the 95 Theses. He basically said that the the Pope that didn't have the right to punish people, mm-hmm. didn't... The Pope couldn't forgive sins, that the Pope mm-hmm. is not necessary really well, um, really much, and that you don't have to pay indulgences, and that, you know, it, basically that the Pope was kind of useless. useless. Yeah. Okay, so it was kind of all that. Like, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and that, um, yeah, you so know, it here's something like, it, it says. It wasn't like there's... there's every, mm-hmm. here, number 36 in his 95 Thesis, every Christian who feels sincere repentance and woe on account of his sins has perfect remission of pain and guilt, even without letters of indulgence. So even without the Pope, if you feel, if if you repent mm-hmm. on your own, mm-hmm. you don't need somebody else to tell you that you're forgiven, which mm-hmm. is a huge... So, that's what Protestant yeah. is based on there, mm-hmm. is that you? it's up to the individual to be able to have that relationship with God themselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, it says every true Christian, be he still alive or already dead, partake, partaketh in all benefits of Christ and of the church given to him by God, even without the letters of indulgence from the yeah. Pope. So, you know, it's it's not something that the Pope is necessary. And letters of indulgences were basically, you just like bought them from the yes. church. And that was what really set Luther off was at this time the they the Pope did another round of indulgences to pay for wars and it was so it's like oh all you people all your old letters aren't good anymore they've expired and you go to hell if you don't buy new ones and people would you don't renew your indulgences yeah and people would pay for masses to be sung for their souls when they died and actually it's a growth in the it's part of the reasons why choirs grew so much um around this time as people were paying for choirs to sing masses for their souls Mm -hmm. um, when they died and stuff like that. So um, yeah, people were giving money left, right and sideways to upside down wherever way they could to the Pope. And um, he was saying, you know, this is, um, yeah. Yeah. That's, I get it. Yeah. Um, and then Charles Brandon, was he like, he seems rather absent 
from his responsibilities as whatever. Well, I mean, what would you call him? Like, I, I wrote down leader. Like, I mean, what would you... He's just if, one of the ministers. He's a, he's part of the Privy Council. And the Privy Council were the people who were the closest to I know, the but king. would they have titles? Were they, yeah, like, Privians? Was... Or... <laughs> <laughs> no, members of the Privy Council. Okay, so he'd be a member of the Privy Council. Yeah. You know, he was he started out as just one of Henry's friends. You know, yeah. he wasn't raised as nobility. And all of a sudden, he, he, married, he, he was married to a... Princess, yep. if you will, and yep. uh, so I think he was just you know ma- marrying all sorts of people. He's yep. like, oh, you're married to a to a king of another place. Yeah, I'm, I'm not too worried about it. I'm I'm Charles Brandon. Exactly. It's time to go hunting and find another girlfriend. Yep, pretty yeah. much. All right, Cat Catherine Willoughby. Yeah. Speaking of Brandon, is uh-huh. that this that was that's who he ran married. into. Yeah, and she was his ward, and so what that means is. If you were a noble girl or boy and mm-hmm. your parents died, you were considered a ward. And so what that meant is the king took your money, your land, but the idea was he would then entrust it to someone who would care for you. Okay. And you would probably live with live at their place and they would bring you up. But yeah. then they got to also then decide who you would marry. Mm-hmm. So it was a very um, – it's actually the the whole birth of the Tudors in part in the – a hundred years before, or seventy years before this, or whatever, was Margaret Beaufort, who was Henry Henry the Seventh, Henry Tudor's mother. Her wardship, she was she was a ward, and because her, her father died, her wardship was given to the Tudors, which were the Henry the Sixth half brothers, and so it was like a reward to them. He gave her the wardship of um, Margaret Beaufort because she was an heiress, and then they could decide who she would marry. And they wound up marrying what she married one of the brothers, and then out of that was born Henry the Seventh. So um, you know, the idea was you would have these wards who had a lot of money, and you would give that as a gift to a noble person. You'd say, "Here, bring them up and be good to them." And while they're minors, you get to keep their money, mm-hmm. and then marry them off to a good family but hmm. they would generally just marry them themselves yeah, if they could to, what it, what to they keep did. the money yeah yeah huh. yeah and so that's what Catherine willoughby was and she was born in 1519 i think so at this point she would have been like 14 when yeah, she married whatever. charles brandon yeah huh and then and yeah and he said i'm gonna marry her and he did yep so yep nice well not very nice for her <laughs> she had to be married to this old man but yeah. okay it's normal, I guess. And then the Mr. Fish guy. Mm-hmm. Do we know, like, is is this, do we know if, if this how it was played out at all? I mean, it, it seemed like he took a mighty large gamble. Yeah. Walking into Moore's office. Well, he did come back, and he was arrested, and he died of plague in the tower in 1531. Okay. So he so, wasn't burned alive. No. But um, but he was he captured was and put away. Yeah. So he might not have come like into his office and said that might be a dramatization. But um, yeah, he came and back to England, probably thinking that oh well, Wolsey's gone, so things will be better. And this was during the time that they were going after. There was the Bible in English, Tyndale's Bible in English, and Hugh Latimer, and um, there were a bunch oh, of those people. existed at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they so were it might persecuting. Have seemed, it might have seemed what? No, oh, just they were. Yeah, they. It, well, at, after Woolsey's fall, it might have seemed, but I, I still, I think that you're right. It would have been a pretty big gamble, yeah. but there were places like hotbeds of Protestantism and Cambridge and Oxford. You might have felt safe kind yeah. of amongst your people. Yeah. But not with, not with Thomas More around. Not with Thomas More on the job. No, nope, he's 
And I would names. think that people would know that about more. You know, I would yeah, think Yeah, he doesn't that, seem to hide his um, No. But maybe they just thought he was weak. I mean, maybe because, like, you know, Woolsey kind of had an iron hand. Well, but, you know, also, Mm -hmm. Moore was famous for being, like, um, a humanist, you know? And he was friends with Erasmus and stuff. So So I'm probably, I'm guessing they probably thought. Oh, he's a humanist. Yeah. Yeah, unless you're against my (laughs) religious beliefs, then then I'll burn you alive. Yeah. And laugh. Yeah. And, Gosh. you know, he wrote Utopia and all this yeah, kind yeah. of, he was, oh, yeah. Sure. So I think people <laughs> might have thought at that point that. Yeah, it does, it does kind of seem contradictory that being a humanist and like burning people at the stake. Yeah, it does. Like, it's like being a feminist and like, you're the one who like carries out atrocities on women. Exactly. It's like, well, you know, I'm a feminist for the ladies who deserve it. Is yeah, what yeah, I mean. yeah. But yeah, you know, yeah. the other ones, they, yeah. All right. <laughs> Anne seems quite brash like talking to the spanish women saying i wish all spanish people were, were at the, the bottom of the bottom sea. of the ocean like yep. was she like this i don't know abrasive yes, like she, she was, was just out there just talking like smack to whoever would listen kind yep. of thing she's louise i mean she she was like i'm i'm losing the best years of my life here you people get out of my way well for sure yeah oh <sighs> and then cromwell walks into the king well, I mean, it wasn't walked in. He was in there for another reason. But he, he brings up the, a new strategy. Mm-hmm. Just that seemed quite brave with what Moore's doing, you know, burning people. Mm-hmm. For Cromwell to sort of suggest such a thing to the king seemed quite brave. Yeah, and this is actually what really happened here in the autumn of 1529 was Cranmer, who became the Archbishop of Canterbury. But he was um, a Protestant leading theologian. He, yeah, yet. I think probably dramatically they just decided to like... Um, not complicate things. Yeah, not bring in a character right at the end. But Cromwell knew Cranmer, and I think it was, you know, they hooked each other up and they went in the same circles. But it was Cranmer who said, you know, you, the marriage should be tried by the people throughout Europe. And, um, you know, Henry thought that was good and told him to go around to give up his other work and spend all of his time. So, so that was Cranmer. What's his name? Thomas Cranmer. Cranmer. All right. And he's a Thomas, you know, not to be confused with Thomas More or Thomas Cromwell. I did an episode very early, early on in my podcast called like a tale of four Thomases or something like that. There's only four. It seems like there's like 20. Or like the major ones. I know. But um, yeah, so I think they probably, in season two, we're going to see. No, I know. Well, yeah. yeah. And then they took, you know, they've taken some liberties. It's cool. Yeah. All right. So... Oh, and I wrote down, it was like a Jedi mind trick with Cromwell in his office. He was like, yes, there are people around Europe that should be contacted. Yeah. And then the king thinks and he's like, yes, I'm commanding you to go around and contact these European theologians. Good stuff. Yeah. And then it was, um, so Cramer first brought it up to him in the autumn of 1529. And then it was february march and april that all of the advisors started going around and consulting checking getting people's words or whatever exactly yeah just more like and then next they're burning him like more is wild like Mm -hmm. doesn't it say in the bible about like man isn't to judge like people i just yeah okay that's what i thought of as you standing there watching the guy burn right but he was a heretic i i just it's it's hard for me to understand i mean it's just hard you know, I mean, kind of like other things that they used to do, like bear baiting yeah. and stuff, like hard for me to grasp, like yeah. how that's a thing. And, you know, it's and funny. that was just like normal stuff back then. Like, yeah, yeah. that's that's what you do. 
There's um there was a there's a saying I think there's a book actually that says um, the past is a foreign country they do things differently there and I think it's like it's easy to watch these kinds of shows and watch the drama and think oh they're just like us but with nicer outfits mm-hmm. and you know while yes everybody's human and everybody has the same kinds of deep core human emotions love of family yeah. and all that kind of stuff they they weren't the same as us like yeah. some of these belief systems. Are put in before the enlightenment you know we have the enlightenment now like yeah. we have all this there's been yeah we know that it's like like what i'm getting from this guy hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Guys being burned and stuff. And, you know, I wrote something about it. It's just like the, their dedication to their beliefs mm-hmm. like it's so real like yeah and I, I i don't you know i can't see inside people's hearts but in these days like people in like you know western culture at least like it doesn't seem like anyone's like that like serious you know what yeah. i mean i mean i feel like any you know really dedicated person if, if you put them on a stake and says we're going to burn you alive unless you say blank yeah i mean i i don't feel like that many people you know, are willing to just be like, okay, burn me alive. Yeah. Like I'm, yeah. I'm good with that. And it, yeah. it's just, it's like, there was, there, it's, it's, it's like there wasn't even an option. It, like, like it, it's like, it couldn't be true otherwise yeah. that, that, that you were going to meet God like after. And, and I don't mean to make this a conversation about God existing or what God does or anything like that. It's just, it, it's, it's like we have just more like, can, like ideological freedom or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. And well, I think it's because like I said, we have the enlightenment, we have the scientific rev, you know, revolution. The, these are still the people are arguing and being put to death by saying that the sun goes around the earth rather than the earth or that the earth goes around yeah. the sun, you know I mean? The, and like put to death. It's yeah. just so wild. Cause like, that's the part I don't understand. And I guess that's the part that, you know, I kind of can't understand. Cause like you're saying, it's a different place. It's like, I don't know if a guy on the street, you know, comes up to me and is like, hey, the world is flat. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I disagree. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm of those that, that believe the world is round. Call me, call uh-huh. me crazy, you know, right? whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't think the guy deserves to, to be die. put to yeah. death for it. It's like, okay. That dude believes the world's flat. Like, I might Uh even run into someone who's like, the world is an illusion. Like, it's not even here. And this is, you know, it's like the Matrix or whatever. And like, I disagree again. Uh But like... He doesn't need to die No, he can live live a good life. Like, he could could babysit my kid. I don't know. Maybe he's a really nice guy. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, the, the... Enlightenment, the the U.S. and the Constitution and freedom of speech and all that kind of stuff was just so crazy, like dramatically. Yeah, yeah. Like, like we take it for granted time. now. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, you're, yeah. I mean, you're yeah. stepping on my free speech because I can't, you know, do blank. And it's like, dude, 
Yeah. <laughs> you have no idea what free speech is. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. It's like, so, I, it's like I tell Hannah. You know, sometimes I'm like, "You think Dad's mean? Like, <laughs> right? you, you, you have no mean. idea what mean is." Yeah. Like, yeah. No, so I, yeah, I think it, that Gosh. for this this kind of stuff, thank like, God, I'm so glad we live like now. Like, I don't know. I mean, versus, I guess for them, they might say... Well, I'm sure they didn't want to live before... Well, the, no, even they might look at us now, and they might feel very sorry for us at our souls not having the same kind of assurance that they do. You know, well, I, I, but, but I have assurance. Well, I, just don't, mm-hmm. I just don't need to be burned at the stake yeah. for it. I mean, I see what you're saying. It's different times for different people, but... Yeah. I'm just glad that no one's going to put me to death Yes, really for, for any... I mean, unless... I do some crazy stuff in a country with a death penalty, but mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah. All right. Rock on. Wow. That, that kind of, that went deep, went away from Renaissance England. <laughs> All right. Jedi mind trick. <laughs> okay. The party party with Anne that, yes. that someone commented like was like, like a wedding. Yep. How often, I mean, not that you had an invite list, but like, right. do you know about how often they would have parties? They were like fairly this? common because it was a way for the king to reward his nobles for being his loyal people. to him, and so like a you know like once a month, like I think probably once every few I think maybe months. once a week or once every couple of weeks. Okay, so so kind of often. Yeah, I mean, it was, this this wasn't nightly dinner, no, or something. but it was it was pretty common, and you okay. know there wasn't any other entertainment. It's not like you were watching yeah. sports together and still yeah. watching the and game. And it's not like you were hurting for 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 money or food yeah. if you're the if you're. It was important king. for lots of different reasons, networking, and you know it was and just having a know, good time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everyone wants to dance. Sure. <laughs> you don't like the way they dance, though. No, but I. I, I if it's dancing or no dancing, I'm, I'm going to dance. Nice. Yeah. So however, <laughs> however weird, I got to do it. Rock on. And then he, d- he really made dad Bolin. Yeah. He made them all royalty like because of- he had Earl Rochford and stuff. He had to, um, Wiltshire. Um, he had to do all that to set up for marrying Anne. Cause Oh, cause you can't, yeah. Yeah. You have, have to, to marry, marry a, a royalty person. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're royalty. That's Congratulations, funny. you are now noble. Yeah, and then him and Anne, like at this point, were just way out there, just like kissing in public, mm-hmm. like going to parties. I mean, they weren't even pretending to. Yep. And that's, I mean, that's how that was. Yep. Huh. Yeah, it was like there were two queens. And it's just like all this stuff. I've just, I can't believe like all this really happened. I mean, it just <laughs> blows me away that like this is not, you know, desperate housewives, like just some, like completely made up. I mean, this yeah. is like reality it's wild no i know right that's um, why like who needs to watch desperate housewives when you've got like real history yeah you don't even have to watch the actual tutors the tv show you can actually just read the books and we'll watch see. the documentaries because they're like there's why to watch desperate housewives just some not everyone in the world likes reading as much as you do okay yeah see, I, I think you forget that not that all the world loves reading as much as you do I know. I, we're missing out, us, us non-readers. <laughs> I know how much, uh, just to speak for all the non-readers in the world, like, I think we have to admit to ourselves that we're missing out on a lot of great stuff, but we're also not spending our time reading, so we're doing other, other good stuff, you know. Like playing your video game. Like playing video games, <laughs> watching Desperate Housewives. Oh, God. Next question. All right. Maybe Next some work. people are going to the gym. You know, maybe some people yep. are doing uh-huh. good with their time. Next question. All right. So the queen seems like she's finally... Like letting go, like, or at least let finally seeing that, that the go. king isn't going to let his thing go. 
Yeah. I think she's starting to see that. And then he really, the king really gave Woolsey's palace to Anne. Yes. He gave all kinds of stuff to Anne. That's crazy. Hey, do you want a giant palace? Like, oh, that's cool. Well, as part of ennobling her, right? You needed to have give her lots of land and stuff to go along with that. Sure. It's, there's no point being a noble lady if you're not going to have Without anything. a thing. Yeah. And then more kind of seemed like a fool talking about the king. Ah, uh, I know, to right? The, he he's like, oh, I know the king. He would never, you know, do and this And you have to remember, Moore knew Henry since he was a child. So yeah. this, I mean, Moore literally he knew thought, Henry he since thought, he was like well, eight he years old or something. he knew. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He'd known Henry for like 30 years at this point. Yeah. And then and then there's a scene with Thomas Tallis and the Wyatt guy. Uh-huh. What's his name? Charles Wyatt? Thomas Wyatt. He's another Thomas? Yeah. Okay. Do you have any idea what that conversation was about? And he's like, oh, and I slept with Anne. Like, I mean, was no, that, he said I didn't. Oh, he didn't? Yeah, because oh, okay. he said for what it's worth, I didn't. I thought he said he did. Okay. Do you have, I mean, was that... I know. I think it was. That's just dramatic license, or maybe it's for future things setting up. Yeah, because his, I mean, he's going to be accused along with her adulterer. He's going to be accused in the adultery trial of her. Okay, so, so it's probably just, just rem- reminding us all that he didn't. That there was this yeah. rumor that he did. Um, and then like Woolsey just has some gall writing to both Anne and the and the Queen. Yeah, I mean, Woolsey's a little desperate. He is like that's just some you know, and oh. I think. But, but pardon me, you know, we we were just completely lost. But remember, that's like what Woolsey does, right? Is like have a deal with the French and then that goes sour. So, yeah, okay, and then let's he goes like, over to the Spanish yeah. and he's like, oh, it's all, it's all good. The emperor and okay, let's do this. Huh. So. And was the government really broke? Like how Henry was saying, we have no yeah. money. And- Henry the Seventh left Henry the Eighth a huge treasure, but Henry the Eighth spent a crap ton of it building boats and making war on France in the early part of his reign. And he was starting to run. And the other thing is he needed parliament to raise any taxes and he didn't, he hadn't called a parliament in a long time. Mm-hmm. And so he, he was running out of money. I see. Okay. He had tried to do a couple of taxes in the 1520s to raise money for wars. One of them, there was actually a protest that succeeded. He had to repeal one of the ones that he wanted no, to do. Because of the protest. huh? Yeah. And then, and and now he's already questioning his new his new yep. privy council. Yep, just seems seems like a bad uh, like a bad scene for those guys. It's like, hey, we're we're finally in power. We got Woolsey out of here, and uh oh, now uh-oh. the king's saying we're not as good as Woolsey. And yep, yikes! I'm sure that I don't know that that exact scene took place, but I'm sure there were similar scenes because Woolsey did a did a ton ton of stuff. For yeah. Yeah. And it just, it'd be really hard to deal, like, be hard to deal with the king knowing how much he changes his mind. Because it's yeah. like, you know, if you smell that, like, oh, he's not going to like us, it's like, you know that next week you could be dead. Exactly. Because kind of, he's just, it's like, oh, this person, now not this person. And yep. Yikes. Yeah, I wrote Scary Times for No Folk. Yep. And then Woolsey seemed really brave, like, throwing that out there, like, with the, that the Pope should boss around the king i mean yeah it just doesn't you know i i mean i know you weren't around and but like is is there do you know so first of all like he, he really did something like this Woolsey was like, trying to do stuff like this yeah uh-huh. he was trying to talk to Catherine, and he was trying to work work out a deal it work was like a his deal final that would, kind of thing yeah like it just to me it just seems like he wouldn't be that stupid like knowing the king i mean i uh-huh. can't imagine him thinking it would be a good idea, but I don't know. I mean, it seems like something they would do to frame him. Yeah, I think it was a 
you know, a desperate. And maybe he thought also that maybe it wasn't going to work for him to be in England, but maybe he could get if he could like somehow a place in Rome. Yeah, or if he could somehow bring Henry back and have things enforced, like he'd get rewarded in Rome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just I mean, it, it beats not not having anything and like totally. No, for sure. Just yeah. being just that. Yeah. yeah. All right. And also, you have to like. I think it's like that's what Woolsey does. You know, kind of like me, how I I'm productive and I do stuff. I'm sure it was just killing him. Yeah, like, just not to do anything. It's like, like, I got to get in there. I got yeah, to get my somehow. hands into this. I got to yeah. work my magic, my Woolsey magic. Yeah. And then I, I, I feel like it was just the last, what, last straw? Like, yeah. that just um, the Pope, like, ordering the king yeah. about his, like, girlfriend or what, like. Yeah, and that happened after Woolsey. So I'm looking at this timeline here, and that was, Woolsey was arrested in November, in the autumn of 1530, mm-hmm. and then. Um, it was in January of thirty one that so a couple months later yeah. the Pope ordered But it just seems like just that seems like a bad move. Yeah. Like just you are talking to the wrong you're and telling like, the wrong person. He'd the wrong already thing. summoned him to Rome a year before yeah. to appear before the court. Remember like where yeah. we were at last episode and yeah. it's like you you don't quite get the message that it's not gonna happen. So that was after the court? In, yeah. in real in real life. He went to the court in October. Well, he didn't actually go to Rome. He was called to Rome. Um, in So the Legantine court that we saw was in the summer of 1529. Okay. And he was summoned to Rome after that. Remember, they said, we're going to put yeah. it off till October. Yeah. And then in the autumn of all that time was when we're looking at, like, maybe let's talk to the universities, do church reform, blah, 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 blah. And then so it they was, never had that. They never October had that. hearing. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know that part. And then in a year and a half later, he's ordered to go to Rome. And, All right. So they never, but they never had the follow up hearing that they said come to Rome and do this. Not that affected That's Henry just at all. The, the king started going around and yeah. checking out. Like they might have had some hearing, and but it yeah. didn't matter because. Yeah. Okay. All right, and then Boleyn really seemed to slap. You know. S- like kind of slapped to the face of the Spanish ambassador, like saying about, you know, like, you know, Peter wasn't a, you know, was just riding the coattails. Yeah. Man, that's, uh, that would be dangerous stuff to stay around more. Yes, it would for sure. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh, and then when they were taking Woolsey away, you said that that's a real quote. Yeah. He said, yeah. If I'd served God as diligently as I've served the King of England, he would not have abandoned me in my gray hair. Hmm. Hmm. Yep. That's what you get for, for serving the king, I guess. It's true that. And then the Spanish ambassador just just kind of up and left? You know, I don't know think so. Because when I look at the record of when he was at court, he had some absences in from 1539 to 1540 and again in 1542. So but I don't... he was in there between there. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I don't think he... So you don't think he really just up and left? No, I don't think so. All right. He might have been called back for something, but, um, you know, for a brief period, but... Um, and then what was that play thing, or the mask? Yeah. Is that what you call it? Yeah, that was a mask. So they, there is a record that they had something like this celebrating. I mean, it was just kind of a parody. And they mm-hmm. would do... Ma- Remember how Henry met Anne at that one mask? Yeah. So these were common things to do, and you would do it like a satirical TV show now, or you uh-huh. know, so like Saturday Night Live lately has been doing. Okay. So you know, it was it was along those lines of something they were doing, bringing up the Cardinals' fall, and um, and that, and I think it's interesting though because that the depiction of it there is so different than in Wolf Hall, where 
like in that one, I was looking and Cromwell was right in joining in with everything. And in Wolf Hall, he was watching and thinking like about these people who had ruined Woolsey and how he was going to destroy them yeah. and stuff. And I think that that's probably closer to the truth, knowing the little bit that we do about Cromwell's personality that I don't think he, he was such a careful man too. I don't think he would have been right in the middle of this whole party yeah. being like, right. Cause he hid his Protestantism too for a long time. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that part was incorrect. Yeah, in his the depiction of what he was yeah. doing. Woolsey didn't he didn't really kill himself. I mean, I guess we don't know, but he died of natural causes. But you you saw that how at the end he said no one no one must ever know. Henry said no one must ever know that he killed yeah. himself. So I think they're just kind of playing like that was the great cover up or something. Yeah, but, that maybe he really did, but he, yeah. they covered it up. But you don't think? Yeah, so. I don't think he did. I mean, that was such a sin. That was such. Yeah, I mean, I I yeah. wouldn't guess so. I know. I mean, um, and he was old and sick by this point. Yeah. It's not unusual that he would catch something. So then they showed Henry shooting his bow, yep. you know, and they came in, and more, I guess, came and told him or whoever. It was Brandon. Brandon. Yeah. Um, I was just, did you know that archers way back when wouldn't fire with the bow on the left side of their, the arrow on the left side of their bow? They would put it on the other side because then you could just slap it up to it and fire more rapidly. Like they could do, you know, five shots in three seconds. Not those you're, you're talking about long bows. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're talking. Okay. And so it's just like, it was a different, interesting, it's a different scene. Yeah. Yeah. English archers at this time were still so important. The English archers responsible for the, the success England had in the hundred years of war at Crecy and Agincourt. And it was by law, Everybody had to practice archery for like three hours on a Sunday. It was uh-huh. like, it was like the law. So that's interesting. Where'd you read that? I, I, I on some video I saw. There's some guy that's like brought back the art of bow of shooting arrows and like he can do some amazing you know, shoot like ten arrows on ten different targets in like five, a minute. No, like five, five seconds. seconds. Oh my I mean, God. it's crazy. You should look up super fast bow shooter guy. I will. <laughs> it's it's pretty amazing. So did Henry really start arresting Catholics then? Yeah, so what he started doing um there he th- there was he called a parliament and it was the reformation parliament here that went from 1529 to 36. He lodged a charge against the clergy that was a lesser form of treason. And it was committed when an attempt was made to exercise illegal jurisdiction that rivaled that of the crown. So he was so saying, when they tried to fight for like royal power, yeah, he was saying that that's a crime because exactly. you're challenging the, yeah, it's it's like treason light. That's funny. Yeah, and so it's in 1531, the nice. clergy paid a hundred thousand pounds to buy a pardon for their crime. And Henry demanded more, and he said that the clergy needed to recognize that they held no jurisdiction independently of the crown. And so then, you know, it continued from there. And so that was... So this is all like a build-up to... Him saying that he's the head of the church. To and, the leading. Yeah. yeah. All right. And then th- this is the question I, I was saying about in the beginning that's sort of a spoiler okay. alert question. So if you don't want to give things okay. away, you know, don't listen. But... um. Did did everyone end up dying that Henry that was around Henry at this time? Like, did he? he so he killed Anne Boleyn. Yeah. Did he kill? He killed Thomas More. Yep. He killed Thomas Cromwell. Yep. Did he kill Charles Brandon? No. How about Norfolk? 
No, Norfolk managed to survive. He his. made it through all this. He made it. He even had another niece marry Henry later on. <laughs> he just, Catherine he's Howard. really good finagler. Or whatever. Yeah. He, and he then and to... Woolsey died or whatever. So mm-hmm. he was, you know, he lost his life. Um, who else? Boleyn's dad. Did he die? No, he made it. Um, I guess that's most of the. Anne the and people her brother around. both died. And both both Anne and her brother. Mm-hmm. Thomas Tallis wasn't killed. Was no, he? Okay. He, so but he, he also was just, wasn't at court during this time. I know. <laughs> he, he wasn't even around now. No. He wasn't having gay romances no. with, with people in court at no. this time. No. All right. Um, and um, yeah, yeah. I think um, it's interesting that the person who kind of started was at the center of all this with Henry Catherine. He, he didn't kill her. Yeah. Yeah. She made it out. Yeah. So. I mean, she, all right. So he yeah. didn't kill everyone. That's like about half, about yeah. half and half. Yeah. yeah. Half 50, it, 50 half. chance. Not too bad. He didn't kill the Spanish ambassador. Yeah. yeah. I haven't killed more than 50% of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing all right. Doing all right. And you're not even the King of England, no, right? No, not not yet. All right. All right. Well, well wait, were you, were you going to ask anything those else? Are all the... There was, I thought maybe oh, your, your oh, attention just... would be drawn by the sex scene at the end. Yes. Like yes. I had one comment on, on the sex scene at the end. Right. Oh, the torment when the Pope will not grant you a divorce. <laughs> that's, I, I think that's what they were. She was writhing on the ground yeah. thinking, damn it, Pope. I hate this Pope. You're standing in the way of me. and Yeah. And I don't, you know, they they would have had to have been, I don't know that they actually would have had full on intercourse like that even by this point. Um, they, it would have been so risky. Yeah, no, that, she... that would have been a bad, yeah. if, if someone would have snapped a picture of that yeah. and it would have hit not the good. tabloids. Yeah. Not good. So All do you right. want to wrap up with your themes or anything? Um, I just think, you know, this is the start of things getting so weird for people with, for everyday people with religion. Um, and, you know, how this is going to start up until now, it's just affected the court. But it's going to start to trickle start down and all sorts of affect lots of people here pretty soon. And, you know, the kind of this growth of questioning this is like the first time people really are able to successfully question power. And, you know, that's once you open that Pandora's box, it's hard to, it's hard to close that. Once Pandora gets out of her box, you can't put her back in. No, you cannot. And so it's just interesting that to see that this is kind of the start of people. uh, uh, There's now this effort to contain in the past. If there were riots and things, you you know, people would be able to contain them, but we're going to start to see in Henry's reign now, regular people fighting for their religious beliefs and fighting this stuff. And it's in part, you know, if the King's willing to fight the Pope and if the King's saying yeah. that the Pope, that the Holy Pope is yeah. somebody you can fight, well, maybe we can fight the King and stuff. Yeah. And so yeah. um, in season two, I think we're going to start to see things like that. Wow. So like, it's going to bring gonna in the hit. common man. It's yep. gonna... You start messing with the common man and his opinion of God and telling him he's going to hell. If, yeah, it's a it's a lot more it's a lot more drama than just all your fancy dressed yep. friends prancing around court trying not to do anything wrong. Exactly. All of a sudden, you're messing with. Uh, yep. 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 All right. So thank you for watching, listening along with us. Thank you very much. We'd really appreciate it if you went to iTunes and gave us a rating. Yep. And you can check out watchingthetutors.com to see more resources and links. And that is it. We'll be back next week with season two. We'll see you soon. All right. Bye. Bye.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.